Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartland Podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths. Now, today, we are focused on emotional boundaries, something that is really, really important and really tricky to figure out sometimes. So never to fear. I'm here to help you understand and realize your emotional boundaries. So we'll go over the examples of emotional boundaries. We'll go over the different settings and scenarios where your emotional boundaries may be tested, such as work, dating, family, friends, strangers. We'll cover, you know, things to say as well as violations so that you can be aware of when someone may be violating your boundaries or maybe at times when you violated someone's boundaries and it's okay. There's no judgment there, right? All right, cool. So what are some examples of when emotional boundaries need to be applied? Emotional sharing So just sharing something that is emotional, right? It's personal to you. Emotional vulnerability, being vulnerable with someone, trusting someone emotionally. Being available emotionally. So just being able to hear what someone else has to say or being a listening ear. Trusting others. Emotional validation. Having your emotions validated. So all of these things need protecting, okay? So let's talk about the different scenarios in regards to emotional boundaries. Let's talk about the workplace. So at work, when are your emotional boundaries going to be tested? Sometimes, especially if you happen to be an empath, people want to come and talk to you. They want to unload on you. They want to just talk, 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 talk. And it can get really, really draining sometimes. So that's an example. Someone comes in your office and like, oh my gosh, hold on, I got to tell you all this stuff. Let me tell you what's happening in my life. Okay, it's really bad. (laughs) You're like, oh gosh, here we go. Do you listen and just take it all in? Or do you express boundaries and say, eh, this is really not a good time. Having trust in the workplace. Trusting others with something that's personal? Do you feel safe enough to do that? It's not something I would suggest. Um, When it comes to your personal life, try to keep your personal life and your work life very separate as much as possible. Trust me, even if you meet that super, super cool coworker, it's just best. It's just best. I know. I know. We build really great relationships with our coworkers sometimes, but it's just best that we keep it professional because you can share some things with people, but you don't know what they're going to do with that information. You don't even know if they have, you know, strong boundaries. What if they're a gossiper? Then guess what? This is going to make you look unprofessional at work. 
is going to make it look like you don't know how to handle your job. And people are going to start assuming that you're not as professional because you're being more vulnerable emotionally in the workplace. So try your best to keep your emotions and your professional life separate at work. You can let, you know, some information of sharing, you know, maybe your preferences, things you like to do, things like that. Keep it to a minimum, but don't overshare in the workplace. Just trust me on that one. Been there, done that. (laughs) All right, let's talk about dating. What about emotional boundaries in dating? So how soon is too soon when it comes to opening up emotionally to someone? For men, it's like, I'm not opening up to about five years from now. (laughs) For some women, they're like, the first date I told them all about my exes. It's like, whoa, okay. It's really important to... Utilize emotional boundaries and dating in a way that it's buildable. So we don't want to throw everything out there in the beginning when it comes to dating because we don't know just yet if we can trust the person that we're dating. We haven't built a bond with them yet. So they really shouldn't have access to our emotions because they might be manipulative They might try to use our emotions against us. They might try to, you know, take advantage of us emotionally by understanding what we need and, you know, mm -mm, not cool. So utilize emotional boundaries by getting to know each other, but taking it a little slower, not unloading on the person right away. Although, look, I know you're fantastic. I know you're a wonderful person. I know that you're the best thing since sliced bread, but they don't know that. And trust me, been there, done that. Whenever you start sharing too much emotional information up front right away, mm, it's just not, it doesn't end well. It doesn't end well at all. So I'm not telling you to be closed off. I'm not telling you to be you know, rigid with your boundaries. I'm just suggesting that we only allow what that person is really acceptable for. For the phase of the dating that we're in with that person. So if we just met them, you can just share simple things. Things you like to do, your preferences, what you like, things like that. As you grow into a deeper and deeper relationship, that's when you can become a bit more emotionally vulnerable, depending if you can trust them. If you can trust them, you will know that if they have healthy boundaries. So this is really important for you to see how do they handle their own boundaries? How do they treat you? How do they treat their families? How do they treat people around them? How do they treat themselves? Pay attention to all those things before you just go in and start sharing all this emotional information. You don't know what someone can do with that. Family and friends. Okay, let's talk about that. Family and friends. Typically, they're going to be around a lot longer than probably the workplace or the dating. 
Just saying. And so they're going to know a lot of information about you. They're going to know a lot of information about you. And you might have a strong bond. But what happens when you have things that you want to do, things you want to accomplish, but then one of your friends or your family members calls you and it's like, oh my gosh, I need to vent. And you really don't have the time to give to that. How do you handle it? You might feel more obligated to just sit and listen, just take on whatever they're providing for you because you know them so well. But it's still important to set an emotional boundary because you have to reserve your energy and your own emotions, especially if conversations are emotionally charged, if they're very expressive, if they're sharing things that are very sad or, you know, maybe they're really angry or they're really upset. Are you in a place to really handle them in that moment? That's how you have to think about it. If they're a person who regularly complains, know that mm, before you answer the phone or before you accept an invite, are you emotionally available to talk to them? And if not, make sure that you talk to them when you are emotionally available. You can just simply tell them, hey, look, Tonight is really not a good time. I have to get some things done. Oh, oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. But listen, listen, real quick. Let me just tell you this one little part. Nope. Mm -mm. No. That's when you're like, no, I'm sorry. I really have to go. I promise I will call you back tomorrow or whatever time. That's going to be better for you. Or just don't respond. If you start setting those time constraints around your availability and you're consistent with it, they'll know, ugh, don't even try. Don't even call after six because you're not going to get them, okay? And then strangers. Now, eh, typically strangers are not going to unload on you like that, but for a lot of empaths, we do get some people that just feel so naturally attracted that they just want to share what's going on and you might feel put on the spot like oh maybe you know they really just want somebody to talk to maybe I'll just listen to them again ask yourself do you have the capacity to really take on what this person is giving out and in that moment you can simply give you know, some light words of encouragement, but don't continue to ask them questions. Don't feel that you are obligated or that you need to engage in conversation. It is completely not necessary. Okay. So those are some settings where those emotional boundaries can really start to get messy or need protecting. So what do you say? right? What do you say when people are coming to you with all this stuff? Well, one, acknowledge them, right? So we want to acknowledge them, but then you have to express your capability. Like I hear you. Oh my goodness. That sounds very stressful. Right now, I am not in the best position to give a lot of energy or, you know, advice right now. Let me get back to you 
at a better time where we can really talk and really get into it, okay? Those are some things you can say in regards to emotional availability. If someone is just given too much and it makes you feel uncomfortable, or maybe you express your emotions, maybe you're open, but they're very judgmental about what it is you have to say, or maybe they dismiss your emotions or they dismiss your feelings, then you can follow up and say, well, when I feel this from you, when I feel anger from you for expressing myself, when I feel judgment from you or criticism from you from expressing myself, it really makes me feel like you're not listening. Whatever it is, fill in the blank. You can also say, I value my emotions and feelings. So when I share that with you, I want blank, right? So I value my emotions and my feelings. So when I share how I feel about my dreams and my ideas, I want more feedback from you. I want more understanding. I want more patience. I want more motivation. What do you want, right? Think about that desired outcome. Some of these things you can say in these scenarios, right? Now, what are some violations of emotional boundaries? Criticizing you. If somebody's super critical of you, ugh, why would you do that? That's dumb. Well, why would you do this? That makes no sense. You know, they're just very critical or they're very judgmental. That is a violation of your emotional boundaries. If they're dismissing your emotions, let's say you're like, you know, I'm feeling really sad. And they respond with, oh, you'll be okay. Ugh, it's not that big of a deal. Get over it. They start dismissing your feelings. That is an emotional violation. What if they start asking you inappropriate questions? Questions you're not really comfortable with answering. And let's say you express that, you know, eh, I really don't feel comfortable with talking about that right now. I really don't want to talk about that. I'm not comfortable with that. And they keep pushing you. They keep saying, no, tell me, no, tell me, tell me more about that. No, I want to hear about this. Tell me more about that. They're just being really intrusive and they are not respecting your boundaries. Emotional violation. When they're asking for justification, such as you saying, you know, I just really feel uncomfortable with that at this time. So I'm not really interested in that at this moment. That should be it. Boom. Done. If they're like, well, well, why? That's not even a legitimate reason. I didn't even do anything to you. If they're asking for justification, emotional violation. Going through your personal information, going through your phone, going through your emails, going through anything, your personal information without your consent, emotional violation. Gossiping, telling your business to other people. You trusted them. You confided in them. You told them information or maybe you shared an experience that you didn't want other people to know. It's no one else's business. Emotional violation. Even if you didn't tell them, hey, don't tell anybody else about this. If they go and they tell someone else about it, 
without talking to you about it first, emotional violation. When people emotionally dump on you, they call you up. They're like, let me tell you about my day. Blah, 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 blah. They talk to you. They didn't ask you about your day. They didn't ask how you're feeling. They could care less. They say what they have to say. And then guess what? They get off the phone. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I have to go right now. Bye. They're just dumping on you. No. You have to ask people, hey, are you in a mental space or emotional space to talk to me at this moment? I really have a lot on my mind. Is that okay right now? Is this a good time to talk? Gives people the opportunity to decline or accept. Let people prepare themselves mentally to receive you, right? And vice versa. So if someone calls you or comes in your office or comes to talk to you and they just unload on you and then leave, that is an emotional violation. Now, all of this stuff is very interesting. Why? It's very interesting because a lot of times we form connections out of violated boundaries. How many times have we formed a connection or bond with someone for out of gossiping? Mm. And then later on, that person gossips about us. Well, if they're a gossiper, then they most likely don't have strong boundaries. It's hard for them to keep things to themselves or to have that self-control. They just got to do it. And so then it creates a faulty friendship or relationship. Or we build a bond out of someone emotionally dumping on us. In our minds, a part of us feels like, well, maybe they trust us or they just need someone to listen to or you know you start to become codependent start building codependent relationships with people out of emotional violation you have to have healthy emotional boundaries now for me the biggest places where I struggled with this in the past was in dating and with friends and in dating I definitely had a Big boundary violator emotionally. Mm -hmm. Dismissing, sometimes criticizing or having a condescending tone. That's another one. It's tricky, right? It's like you're like, whoa, don't talk to me like that. I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't do anything. Going through my personal information, sharing something that was personal to me, even with, you know, another person or someone that they were close to, a family member. All those things are emotional violations. And it was tricky because I was like so angry all the time. I was so upset all the time. It created so many arguments. And then they would try to, you know, justify it or, you know, whatever it was. And again, there's no judgment. It's to help us to understand why we may feel upset or angry. We have to acknowledge that because if we don't, we can get easily manipulated into not validating and understanding our own emotions. I'm not saying that a person is evil for violating someone's boundaries. I have that understanding to know, well, 
they violate boundaries because they don't have a healthy boundary system. And that's just something that they have to work on. But it's better for you to have that proper discernment so that you pick better people in your life that are not going to violate you in ways that you may not realize they're violating you. And you're not understanding and realizing why you're building resentment towards that person. That's why you feel resentful is because people are violating your boundaries. You see, we always have the boundaries. We already have them. Even if you don't express them, we all have boundaries. Everyone has boundaries. If you feel angry about anything that someone does towards you, that's a boundary. But it's our responsibility to do a better job of giving the feedback, removing ourselves from the violators, removing ourselves from the scenarios that will create the violations, stop contributing with actions that will feed into the violations, and do a better job at protecting our boundaries. Being mindful about what we're saying and what we're doing and what we're sharing and what we're taking on from other people. Just being mindful. That is our responsibility. We cannot control an emotional violator or a physical violator or a violator of any sort. We cannot control that. We can only control ourselves. And when we see that type of behavior in another person, then it's our responsibility to have that discernment to say, okay, I'm pulling away. This is not something I need to engage in. And to add on to that, we need to prioritize emotional and self-care. So as I mentioned before, every value, every bond needs to be nurtured, right? Our emotions are very valuable. So we have to nurture those emotions prioritize emotional care. If you feel sad, cry. You feel overwhelmed, cry, whatever. Don't suppress. Don't hold things in. If you feel angry, get that anger out. Journal. Write out what you're feeling. Practice self-empathy. Nurture yourself. Cater towards yourself. Okay, if you've just got into an argument or whatever, someone's unloaded on you, that is a time where you need to practice self-care and emotional care to get yourself back on track. Because people are going to violate your boundaries. They are. They're going to try to. Even if you set really good ones, they'll try their best. So even just taking all that energy to constantly protect your emotions and things like that in a healthy way, not in a rigid way, that's going to help you to say, okay, I need time to myself. You'll prioritize that. That's going to become more of a priority to you because when you don't take care of your emotional health and you don't give yourself the care that you need, that's when the emotions start to feel even heavier And they get trapped in the body and it creates inflammation emotionally and physically. And it can really wreak havoc on your personal life. 
you may feel out of balance, you may feel chaotic, may feel all over the place. And the thing is, you're on the receiving end of all this emotion that's happening. Half the time it has nothing to do with you. And then other people are seeing the effects of that. And they're looking at you like, ooh, he or she doesn't have it together. What's wrong with them? Take care of your emotions. It is your responsibility. Be careful with what you share on social media. Do not overshare on social media. Sometimes we use social media as this outlet, right? To share what you're feeling, what's going on. Mm -mm. People don't deserve access to that type of information that you don't know, that you don't trust. Make it a point to make your emotions exclusive. Practice that self-empathy. Speak up, speak your truth. A lot of times we're so afraid to hurt someone's feelings. And that person's just just happy, right? <laughs> you know, they're like, hey, can't wait to see you tomorrow. And in your mind, you're like, I really, really don't want to see this person. I really don't want to spend time with this person. I'm really not interested in this person. I really feel drained when I see this person. You got to speak up. We have to stop pushing our needs aside and just giving away our time and our energy and our emotions to other people. A big sign that you need to speak up is when you're complaining about another person. Oh my goodness, this happens to me all the time. Let me tell you about so-and-so. They blah, 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 blah. They still don't do da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, that's not anyone else's, you know, interest, really. And while you may have some really kind people that'll listen to you and say, what? Oh my gosh, they really are not interested in hearing that. And it's not even a matter of someone being interested or not. It's the fact that we're not handling the situation appropriately because it's still draining our emotions. It's still draining our energy. So when you handle the situation and you talk to the person directly, instead of complaining about it, ruminating over it, going over it in your mind, how this person's really not a good fit for you or how this job is really not a good job for you or whatever, handle it, speak up. Use your voice, communicate. Communication is powerful. So when you take the responsibility for yourself to speak up, then you're good, right? Everything will be taken care of and it can move in a new direction. But if you don't speak up, then it's going to stay in limbo. It's going to just kind of circle around itself. It's going to keep going and going and going. And it's going to emotionally drain you. So speak up when you feel uncomfortable about anything. Speak your truth. Honesty is the best policy. Always. Except for when you need to get away. <laughs> All right. Awesome. This is so helpful. Oh my goodness. I wish I knew this 10 years ago. <laughs> I really did. But thank you so much for listening and tuning in. As always, we are here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Heart Blend Podcast.